God has given me a message for this evening. He spoke to my heart maybe a couple of days after Carl sent me an email in asking me would we be available for tonight. And I began to think about a pastor friend of mine who I know very, very well. He was going through some very deep waters. He had resigned his church. And because he had no real skills outside the ministry, he was finding it very difficult to earn a decent living. Things were just tough. He put his children in public school, which he didn't want to do, but finances demanded it. That added more concern to his heart. And as the days and weeks and months passed, he just felt like more and more that it was just over. He literally felt that my ministry has come to an end. But it got worse. He got a phone call one day from the high school asking him would he please come to the high school because his son had got into serious trouble. Broke his heart. He got in the car, drove to the high school, got out of the car, walking toward the office. He said to God, Lord, I just don't think it could get any worse. This despondent, discouraged preacher who felt like his ministry was over, walked into the office, and when he sat down, he looked up on the wall and there was a poster. The poster had these words on it. What appears to be the end may really be a new beginning. When he read that, hope sprang up in his heart. And when he left the school that day, he kept saying, you know, what appears to be my end may really be a new beginning. And the good news is, it was. God miraculously solved the problem with his boy who was in trouble. The boy did just fine. And over a period of time, God began to restore his ministry. And as I stand in this pulpit tonight, his ministry is greater, more effective, and more widespread than it's ever been before.
what appeared to be the end was really a new beginning. A mature Christian made this statement. If you decide to follow Christ, three things will happen. Number one, you will have peace. Number two, you will have joy. And number three, you will have problems. The Bible says, many are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Paul referred to the same thought when he wrote his letter to the Roman believers. He said, and we know, we don't think, we don't hope, and we sure don't speculate. We know. I said, we know that all things work together for good to them, to those who love God, to them who are the called according to the purpose, to his purpose. Five days ago, the Lord spoke to my heart in my home and said, you go over there and you share with those on Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. You talk to them about Romans 8, 28. And you tell those people that what appears to be the end may really be a new beginning. Amen. Amen. Paul said, and we know that all things work together. He's talking about the good, the bad, the sweet, the bitter, the joys, and the heartaches. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So when Paul talks about, and we know that all things work together. He's talking about the good, the bad, the sweet, the bitter, the joy and the heartache because our steps are ordered by the Lord. What appears to be the end for you may really be a new beginning. Now I want you to put that in your pipe and smoke it, okay? (laughs) I want you to put that under your bottom lip and chew on it a while. Meditate on it. I'm not asking, I'm telling you to. I got the pulpit for right now. God is saying to you tonight, no matter how bleak it looks, no matter what people have said or done, and it sure doesn't matter, what the devil is running his mouth about. 
for you tonight what appears to be the end is going to be a really new, marvelous, miraculous beginning. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Amen. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Let me give you some four simple thoughts. Number one, God takes everything and makes it for our benefit because he makes all things work together for good. Whatever journey you're on, you're headed for good. That's what God says. It doesn't seem that way, but the end result when the sun comes up is going to be good. One of these lessons was revealed to us by Jacob. Remember Jacob? His son Joseph was his favorite. Sold by his brothers into captivity. Some 17 years passed. During that time, Joseph spent time in prison, ended up in the palace. But Jacob didn't know all this. He was told his son was dead. As far as he knew, it was the end. He had 12 boys. One was dead, 11 alive. That's all he knew. When the boys went down to Egypt, they came back and they said the, 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 uh, the ruler of Egypt is telling us if we want more food, we got to bring our younger, Benja- our younger brother Benjamin with us. And Jacob said, no way, Jose. You're not doing that. I've lost Joseph, and I'm not going to lose Benjamin. But finally, the oldest boy said, Daddy, the man said that unless the prime minister said, unless we brought him, there'll be no more food. And Jacob agreed, and he made this statement. Don't miss this. Jacob said, all these things are against me. As far as he was concerned, they were. But he didn't know what was going on down in Egypt. He didn't know what God was doing up in heaven. And the end result was all of that got Jacob down in Egypt. He was reconciled with his son and was able to spend 17 years with his son and live to see his grandchildren. What he thought was against him was for him. You see, God worked everything out for good. And some of you tonight, I don't know your names, most of you. I don't know where you live, what you're going through. But I know God spoke to my heart, and there's some of you walked in here tonight, and you have said, All these things are against me. It seems that way to you. You're convinced of it, but your book, your life has not all been written. You're going to find out what you're going through is working together for good. 
and what appears to be the end is really going to be a new beginning. Are you hearing me tonight? Number two, they're active, and we know that all things work. They work. Isaiah said, the Lord acts for the one who waits for him. You see, while we wait, God acts. And if you're going to really have a strong relationship with God, you're going to have to learn to wait on him. You're going to have to allow God to put your life on pause and trust that he's working for you. This is taught in the book of Exodus. You know the story. I'm not going to retell it. When the children of Israel were led out of Egypt, they approached the Red Sea. They had a body of water in front of them that could not be crossed. They had, had high mountains on both sides. And Pharaoh's army was behind them. You talk about being hemmed in. Naturally, they got fearful. They got worried. And they said, Moses, you brought us out here to all of us be killed. But God told Moses, you tell the people, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. You know the end result. God parted the waters. They walked across on dry ground, and God destroyed the enemy. And God is saying to you tonight, quit trying to fix it yourself. God wants you to simply stand still. I know it's hard. Most of us can't stand to wait for a red light to turn green. But you've got to learn, and I've got to learn even more. And I've learned this over the years, and I'm still learning it. The Lord acts while we wait. And you're between a rock and a hard place today. You absolutely don't know what to do. That's all right. It's not all right, but it is all right. Because while you walked in here tonight and sat down, now you look at me right now. You listen to me. I'm here to tell you. I drove over two and a half hours in bad traffic, so you listen to me. <laughs> if you'll learn to wait, the day will come that you're going to discover the whole time you were waiting, God was acting. And you're going to say what appeared to be the end is really a new beginning. Number three, it's inclusive. All things, not some things, not a few things, all. What does all mean? All means all. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I referred to that earlier, but not to this. It doesn't say, and the step of a person. It says the steps, plural. 
it's our steps. It's not just one. It's a lifetime. It's one in front of the other. Bible doesn't tell us to run in the Spirit. Bible doesn't tell us to fly in the Spirit. The Bible tells us to walk in the Spirit. Just simply putting one step in front of another and walk with God every day. It's tough, but it's also the mark of a mature child of God. The Barclay translation has Romans 8, 28 like this. And we know that God intermingles, God intermingles all things for good to them that love him. He intermingles them. Now, I grew up in the South. I grew up on Southern cooking. Had to give it up because I was getting fat and unhealthy. Gave her up. But I do remember Southern food. And one of the best things you'll ever eat in your life is a Southern biscuit with butter on it and honey. That's good eating. Real good eating. Now, I'm not a cook at all. I could warm stuff up in the microwave. But I'm not a cook. But I do know if you're going to have southern biscuits, you've got to have flour and butter, bacon powder, milk, salt, and some heat. Now, I'm not being silly. I'm making a point. If you were to invite me over to your home for Southern Biscuits, you wouldn't put on the table telling me the biscuits were ready. You wouldn't put on your table a bowl of flour, a bowl of butter, a bowl of bacon powder, a bowl of milk, a bowl of salt, and said, there they are. Enjoy yourself. Well, no. I take a spoonful of salt and I say, that's awful. I take a spoonful of baking powder, I say, that's terrible. No, that's not how you make southern biscuits. You take the flour, the butter, the baking powder, the milk, the salt, you form them, and you put them in the oven. You put them in the heat for a certain period of time and at the right time, open the oven up, and out comes Southern Biscuits. See, that's how God deals with us. Sometimes life is sweet. Sometimes life is salty. Sometimes life is good. Sometimes life is bitter. But see, God has the unique ability to take all the good, the bad, the sweet, the bitter, the ups and downs of life, mingle them all together. And then he allows us to go into the fiery furnace of trial and we come out with our faith as pure gold. Some of you tonight are in the oven. Oh, believe me, I've been there. Don't like it at all. But God's going to put you through the fire trial. He wants to burn out all the dross. 
Get rid of it. For you see, God's more concerned about who we are than what we do. He's more concerned about quality than he is quantity. And God intermingles everything. So whatever you've been going through the last several days, weeks, months, however long, some days have been good, some days have been pretty bad. Some weeks have been okay, some weeks they don't even want to talk about. But see, God puts it all together. And you will come forth as pure gold. Because what appears to be the end may really be a new beginning. You still listening to me? And number four, they are harmonious. They work together. They all work together. You see, all things in our life are related. They all are. When our youngest daughter, Rachel, was four years of age, we bought her a little children's puzzle, had several pieces. I can see that day as though it happened last week. Seriously. I was in the living room with her. She was in her little PJs. And we had given her that puzzle. She brought it out. She ripped the cover off and she poured it out. She's only four years old now. A puzzle with several pieces for children. And she sat right down in front of me and tried to put all the pieces together, but she was not being successful. I said, Rachel, you want Daddy to help you? She's always been a strong-willed child. Even right now she is. She looked at me and said, no. I said, well, all right. So she kept working. The pieces were just not fitting. I said, Rachel, do you want Daddy to help you? No. So I thought, okay, I'll wait. She kept working. She got very frustrated. She could not put the pieces together like she wanted. And finally, she stacked all the pieces up on the, the board and handed them to me as though you do something about this mess. She gave it to me. I put it on my lap. It may, it may have taken me 15 seconds. I don't know. I put it on my lap, and I just put all the pieces together and handed it back to her beautiful picture. When I handed that to her, she looked up at me. Her eyes were big. And her little old eyes and face was saying, Dad, you're a genius. I'll agree with her. I will. I'll agree with her. No, I'm not a genius. I just live longer. And I knew how to all the, make all the pieces fit together. 
Now, I've been there and done that with God. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to use a play on words, but I've gone through some very puzzling times in my life. And I've tried to make all the pieces fit, but they wouldn't. And I came to my wit's end, and you have too, and I handed the situation to God, and he worked it out. Some of you tonight are walking through some things. You just cannot see how they all fit. You're frustrated. You may be even getting a little angry at God. You think nothing's happening. What I want to tell you now, what you need to do is pick up all the pieces and just say, Lord, if you can do something with this mess, I'd appreciate it. Because I've tried. And I cannot solve the problems. You'll find out when you give it to God, he'll start putting all the pieces together. And he'll make, hear me, he'll make beauty out of ashes. For what appears to be the end may really be a new beginning. Now, I got good news and I got bad news. Bad news first. Romans 8, 28 is not for everybody. It's not. The Bible says that we know that all things work together for good that, to them that love God and them who are the called according to his purpose. In other words, you want your life to please God. That's the good news. So I want to ask you a question. You don't sit there and stare at me. I want you to respond. How many of you would say, I'm not perfect, but I know I love God? Would you raise your hand? Really? Really? You're kidding me. Really? Number two, how many of you say, I don't do everything just right, but I know deep in my heart, I want my life to please God. Could I see your hand? So you love God? Come on, you love God. Number two, and you want to do those things that are pleasing in his sight? Well, I've got good news. You qualify. You just qualified. If Paul would have said, if we know all things work together for good to them that pray three hours a day, I'd have said, well, count me out, pal. We know that all things work together for good to them that, to, to, for, for, for good, that those that do everything just right, I'd say, well, I'm not a part of that group. But when it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose or you want to do those things that are pleasing in his sight, 
I say to myself, my name is written all over Romans 8.28. You can find my name there. And I can find your name there. This is for you. Think about this. And we know that all things will work together. God will take it all and turn it around for good. If we just love God and do what pleases Him. That good? And we'll find out that what appears to be the end may really be a new beginning. Job lost it all. That's another story you know. What he went through is almost beyond comprehension. But he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The Bible said through all of this, Job never, never got bitter toward God and never charged God with wrongdoing. That takes that, that take something. In chapters 1 and 2, he lost it all. The remaining of that book describes what he went through in the mistreatment of people. Did you hear that? The mistreatment of people. But when it was all said and done, the last chapter, now don't miss this, most people do. But the Bible says, and the Lord accepted Job. And the Lord accepted Job. That word accepted in the Hebrew language means this. To lift up with a, with a rope and to pull someone up out of the mud. What happened? God threw Job a rope. He said, Job, you grab that rope, son, and in spite of what the devil and people have done to you, you just hold on to that rope, and I'm going to pull you out of the mud. God did, and God restored to Job twice as much as he had before. To Job, what appeared to be the end was really a new beginning. And that's what God is saying to you tonight. And that's the message I bring to you. What appears to be the end may really be a new beginning. Because we know that all things work together for them that love God to them who are according to his purpose. And listen, look this way. I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. Amen and amen.
want you to stand with me, please. I want to bless you. I know I've done this a couple of times before in this church, but I'm going to do it again. I want to bless you. It's called the priestly blessing. In the Old Testament, God said to Moses, and this is the way you are to bless the people. If you will, look this way, please. The priest did this every morning and every evening. They began their day with blessing, and they ended their day with blessing. What a way to live. During the day, they said, I'm blessed. Turned the lights out at night and said, you know, I'm going to get a good night's sleep because I'm blessed. The priests would raise their hands up like this. But the people, it's in the Bible, you can, or, or re research it. They put their hands out like this to receive it. That's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hands out like this. And I'm going to put my hands up and I'm going to bestow the priestly blessing over you tonight. And these are not just words. To the Jewish people, blessings were powerful. They were more real than the nose on your face. They're powerful. And they would say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So I will put my name on the people of Faith Assembly, Orlando, Florida. On Wednesday night, October 30th, 2019, at 8.21 p.m. And you are blessed. You are blessed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And as Jim and others come, remember now, what appears to be the end for you may really just be a new beginning. God bless you. Come on, somebody who agrees with that and believes that in your heart today, won't you lift up a mighty thank you, Jesus, to our God. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody near you and say, it's working together for your good. It's working together for your good. That's the promise of the Lord tonight. All over this room, if you wouldn't mind just bowing your heads and closing your eyes just for a moment. We received this word of our lives. The pastor told us something very important today, that this word is activated over our lives. When we come to the decision that says, I love God and I want my life to be pleasing to him. And so today, if you want to make that decision for the very first time, maybe you've come through these doors and you've said, you know what, I haven't been following God closely but I know that he has a plan for me and that plan is good and I want to follow him. I want to love him with everything that I've got. I want my life to please him. If that's your heart tonight, I want you to just rave your hand over your head if you wouldn't. I see hands going up. I see your hand going up. I see your hand going up. I see you. 
If tonight you're one of those people that said, you know what, I can do better, I want to do better, and I want God to have everything, I wanna surrender it all to Him, I just wanna see you wave your hand over your head. I see more hands going up all over this room. And then tonight, if you walk through these doors and you're saying, you know what, I identify with that, I identify with the fact that I need things to work together for my good, and I'm believing that God can do that, and maybe you, you want somebody to agree with you that that word is true of your life. You want us to just pray that the Holy Spirit would seal that over your life right now. You may have been going through a tough time and you say, I need some brothers and sisters to agree with me that God's word will ring true over my life and nothing else. If you need prayer tonight, I just want to see you wave your hand over your head. I see you. I see you all over this room. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray this prayer. And after we pray this prayer, our prayer team is going to come to the front. And we're going to invite you to come to the, the altar if you need someone to pray with you and agree with you. But we're going to believe all over this sanctuary that the promises of God are yes and amen and that they're ringing true over us. Would you bow your head? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your, your word ringing true in our lives tonight. We thank you so much, God, that what you've said has borne witness in our hearts. And God, we just want you to know that we do love you, that we do want to serve you with everything that we are. And so God, I pray right now for my brother, my sister that's made that decision right now for the first time that said, God, I wanna give my life to you and I want you to be pleased with me. I pray that that decision would be sealed right now in this moment. And I pray, Father, that as they draw to you in this moment, God, that you would show them your love and your joy and your peace and your call on their lives, God, in such a real and fresh way that, Father, they would never turn away from it. And for my brother and my sister, Lord God, that's making a new commitment tonight, a recommitment tonight to you, I pray that your strength will be upon their lives to walk, Lord God, walk in your spirit, as Pastor said tonight, step by step and day by day, and follow you with everything that they have so that, God, you can be glorified in their lives through working out every trial, every issue. And Father, for each and every person that raised their hand tonight to say that I'm going through a hard time, I thank you, God, that your promises are ringing true for them. I thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against them will prosper. I thank you, God, that they are the head and not the tail. I thank you that they are above and not beneath. I thank you, Lord, that they are blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in their coming and going, blessed wherever they are because you are their Father and they love you and all things are working together for their good. Now, Father, I pray that as we leave this time together, that God, we wouldn't leave your presence, but that you would be with us, Lord, continuing to remind us, Lord, what this word means to our hearts, what it means for our lives, what it means for our families, what it means for our destiny and for our purpose, God. And I pray, Lord God, that we'll all remember your goodness and your promises are true forever and ever in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tonight. If our prayer team wouldn't mind coming forward, if you are one of those people that raised your hand and said that you need prayer, that you want somebody to come in agreement with you, if you're one of those people that said uh, that I want to give my life to Christ for the first time, we're going to invite you to come on down to the front. We have some prayer warriors that are here to minister to you as well. Uh, we also have one of our ministers that are going to be here to give us communion if you'd like to take communion. Uh, but otherwise, we want you to be so blessed. And let's just give God one more great thank you, Jesus, for Pastor Arnold, who's brought this word of encouragement to us tonight. What a blessing it has been. Listen, make sure you love on somebody on your way out. Tell somebody God is good. Welcome somebody into the fold tonight. Otherwise, God bless you, and we hope to see you again very, very soon.